Episode 42, Valentine's Day Special. Welcome to Gut Plus Science. Analytics about people. Insights for executives. Truth you can act on. A high-energy, fast-paced, results-oriented exchange featuring employee engagement evangelist and CEO, your host, Nikki Llewellyn. Hey, it's Nikki, and we're back on Gut Plus Science, and today I get to spend some time with you, just you and I, talking about how to really appropriately share the love in your organization. It's such a good time to reflect on this because it's Valentine's Day, and we've got that theme running out throughout our lives, and you know, it's not just a thing that happens in our romantic relationships, but it's also something that we can figure out how to do better in our workplace with our coworkers, with the people that we're directly leading. So I want to talk to you and remind you on the number one driver that really unlocks someone's feelings around the business and the emphasis or the energy that they bring every day. And it's how much their meaning, their personal meaning is correlated to the work that they're doing in your organization. So the more more that you can do this, the more that you can help people get what they want as employees in the organization and match their strengths or help them get on the right seat of the bus and help them achieve their dreams in this position, they're going to find more meaning in that because they feel that they're achieving a life purpose and not just the, the workplace mission. And so I want to go back to a quote that I read on my very first episode and something that I, for those of you that know me, it's a quote that goes with me everywhere. And I think if we can just reflect on this for a minute, it's important to think this is what most every human being would want. And how do we give of ourselves as leaders selflessly to help not only ourselves, but our people get here. And so this is a quote by James Michener, and it goes like this. The master in the art of living makes little distinction between his work and his play, his labor and his leisure, his mind and his body, his information and his recreation, his love and his religion. He hardly knows which is which. He simply pursues his vision of excellence at whatever he does, leaving others to decide whether he is working or playing. To him, he is always doing both. That is so beautiful. And who wouldn't want that, as I've shared many times? And as leaders, if we can take the whole person approach that we've heard from many different guests on this show and really treat our people as the whole human being and help them achieve through our workplace what they want to accomplish on this earth, there's nothing really bigger or better to put on your task list than to figure that out. And so I want to talk to you today about one strategy or possibly tactic that you can use in your workplace. And this might be on a small or maybe an org wide level, and that is mentoring. So I want you to think for just a minute about a mentor in your life at some time in your life and how much that particular person has impacted your journey. I'm pretty sure all of us are thinking of a certain name or five different names of people that really invested in us and helped us develop the skills and understanding to be able to get to the next phase of our life. And so I want to encourage you that if you or your organization is not implementing some sort of a mentoring program, whether that's unofficial or official, I highly recommend it because I think that it is a way that helps employees feel like they have connectivity to their leaders and really helps 
designate time that truly pours into what they want and how we as leaders can listen more and figure out how we can pour into them and align their roles and the time that they spend at work directly correlated to what they as an employee want. And so I wanted to talk for a couple of minutes about what makes a good mentor. There's lots of things that make a good mentor, but I was just kind of brainstorming and here's what I came up with. So number one, you need to be a great listener. It's so easy to go into coaching mode and to tell people what to do or encourage them to think differently and really persuade them towards an end result. But as a mentor, we need to spend time in a lot of listening so that we can really share our experiences that matter most based on what that mentee is needing. So listening is huge. Number two is being available. So how many times have we started a mentoring relationship and then we had a great first interaction or two, and then we haven't seen that person for six months or a year. So we need to make our time available and commit dedicated time to that mentoring relationship. Number three, being a great connector. You are an invaluable source if you learn how to connect people well. And as a mentor, being open to making connections for the people that you're mentoring to help them further their lives and build strong relationships is very critical. And then finally, providing action. So giving ideas around what to do once you've listened and once you've heard their feedback and what they're working on, provide a path and give some suggestions on what they can do. And typically this is based on your experience because that's the difference between a mentor and a coach is as a mentor, you are sharing your experiences on what you've done in your past and your stories so that that can be transferable over to the mentee for them to be able to learn and adopt. Now let's transition into what it looks like to be a great mentee. And I know a number of you on here might think of yourselves as mentors because you're a leader, but I would encourage you, I think it's really important for all of us to be a mentee forever. You're never done learning. And so whether we're training our people on how to be better mentees or you are in your mentoring relationship with your mentor and looking at what does it mean to be a great mentee, here's some of my tips I have for you. So number one, you have to be willing to learn and vulnerable around the skills that you need to develop. So really take time to be introspective and look at yourself and what you need to master or or learn to go to the next level and what you're trying to achieve and be willing to be vulnerable and share that so that your mentor can really pour into the things that really matter and are going to advance you. Number two, commit to the process. So again, going back to what we talked about with the mentor being available and having consistent time laid out to work together, you as a mentee have just as much responsibility. This is a 50-50 effort. So you both have to be accountable and committed to the process. And finally, I think gratitude is huge as a mentee, making sure that you're taking time to say thank you and to give feedback to your mentor on what you're getting out of this relationship helps to energize them and and helps them to see that their time spent with you really matters. So hopefully that is helpful. So I'd encourage, you know, all of you, whether you're a leader and really don't do much mentoring inside your workplace, just start that on your team. There's no reason why you can't start doing one-on-one meetings 
and incorporating in mentoring skills and time just dedicated to advancing your people. I highly recommend that. But let's kind of flip over and look at organizations that have workplace mentoring programs. So as part of an employee benefit path, they have an actual workplace mentoring program that is a component of their professional personal development for their people, which by the way, is a huge need in today's workplace. Generations today, the younger ones specifically are hungry to have a path to get better and development is so huge for them. So we have got to have some things in place that have some structure around them and not just like, Hey, there's a website link. Go to this. If you'd like to find some resources on books to read and things, I think we have to be much more proactive. And so, you know, the typical workplace mentoring programs can be a pretty heavy lift and pretty expensive. But in today's world, there's a lot of tools out there for workplace mentoring, like structured programs that are much more cost effective and turnkey. I'd be happy to share some of those options with you. So if you want to hit me up, email me, uh, find me on LinkedIn, shoot me a message. I'd be happy to share some options around that. But when it comes to workplace mentoring programs, I do have a couple of keys around this. So number one is you've got to have training up front for both the mentor and mentee. You have to set expectations and have step-by-step processes on how to have a flourishing mentoring relationship. That's really important. Number two, having structure. So actual worksheets or templates on how to conduct yourselves in the mentoring experience is also really important. And to be able to keep that as a trackable system. Third is having a robust way to match people throughout the organization to truly help with this mentee that needs this particular skill, getting matched with this mentor who claims to have a strength in that particular area. So figuring out a way to be able to have a platform that is not just randomly connecting people, but truly connecting based on the need for skill development and the match for someone that has that expertise. And then finally, I would be wrong if I didn't bring up data. It's so important. So we've got to know with every program that we have, what is working and what's not. So we need to have data to be able to track the progress. And so with each mentoring interaction, we should be gathering both quantitative and qualitative data to see how this is moving the needle and to be able to pour into our people even further if there's things that are broken and not working. So with that, guys, I hope you have a wonderful Valentine's Day. I hope this was valuable to you. And I can't encourage you more to be both a mentor and a mentee today. You know, take that on today. There's none of us that are great enough that we don't need to consistently develop ourselves and find new ways to get around smart people and get better. There's nothing better than a leader who selflessly gives of themselves to help other people develop. With that, again, happy Valentine's Day, and we'll see you next week uh, back again with Kathleen Quinn Votas, part two. We just left the world a little bit better. Now go do something with it.